What's going on, Irregulars? We are back on day two because we enjoyed having Scott so much that we decided to record another episode with Scott the day after. So welcome back, Scott. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? How are you doing? I'm pretty good, man. Yeah. Just hanging. Finally got to sleep last night. Oh, I, by the by the way, Sarah's here too. I was gonna say, <laughs> hey guys, I'm here too. But I'll just go fuck myself. I, I, I do have to say that I was doing that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I saw that you went to Philly yesterday for the first time with Bobby. Yeah. How was that? So not not my first time ever in Philly, but oh. my first time like actually getting to kind of hang out with a friend. Yeah. Um I came to Philly like Back in November to see a show. I was here. I might have already told this story, maybe, but um, no, to, yeah. I came to see a show, and uh, literally flew in, got a cheesesteak, went to a couple bars, went to the show, and flew the fuck out. <laughs> so, yeah. He was here for um, like a some total of like eight ten, hours or I was something here for like that. Ten hours. Was yeah. it a metal show? Yeah, surprise, I promise. Right, surprise, so surprise. I, I promise we won't say the word architects and metal after after this point. We might say bled. <laughs> So. But yeah, so that was his first time, like actually being able to like experience the city a little bit more and stuff like that. So it was it was fun hanging out. I, I mean, did you touch the Liberty Bell? I did not slap the Liberty Bell. We drove by it and I went, oh, there it is. <laughs> there, there, there it goes. I think it's closed. Like I don't think you can go in. No. The- yeah, I saw people like taking pictures through the glass. I was like, what are these idiots doing? Like, just go inside. And I was like, oh, it's probably closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's closed. <clears throat> so, oh, on top of that, too, we tried hitting up um, Independence Beer Garden to grab a fucking beer, and that's closed. What's but, that? A beer garden. Well, is okay, it, so, like, well-known? Is it? I mean, it's right across the street from the Liberty Bell. Oh, okay, it's a, like, okay. nice beer garden. And yeah. You go and sit outside and drink beers. That's So, what did we do, Scott, instead? Um, <laughs> well, we did go to the museum, uh, the museum of art. Yeah, the army. And then uh, climb the steps. Um, That's the Rocky statue. The Rocky right? statue. Okay. Yeah, got to see the Rocky statue, which is probably not the most important statue there, but it's the only one anybody knows. <laughs> this so, is also true. Um, walked around a little bit uh, doing that. And then we went to gyms to get a cheesesteak, and mm. you, you can't sit inside gyms. So wait, we because of COVID? Because yeah. of COVID. Oh, yep. okay. So we did the most Philly shit ever and <laughs> stood outside on the street corner, brown bagging <laughs> beers, eating cheesesteaks while this crackhead across the street. <laughs> he can't even get it out because it's fucking just so Philly. It is so Philly. My man had a full like tenant speaker boombox set up playing like R and B while he sang over it. Well, it's- which is and sing is a strong word. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's, yeah. Like, it's more of like a slow mumble or or rumble, as Sarah says. Yeah, uh, over. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Yeah. So like, we literally just brown bagged it on the corner like two fucking savages and had some beers and ate fucking cheesesteaks. Then we wanted to go to this other like kind of dive I, bar. I'll, I'll shout it out. It's Tattooed Mom. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So I went there the last time I was here. And it was sick. I, I love that place. It was cool. I sat by myself for, for like an hour and a half. That's not depressing. Yeah, right? That's it's whatever. But um, and I had a great time. Food's awesome. Beer's cool. People are cool. So I wanted to go back. And then we realized can't go inside. But they had like four tables set up like in the middle of South Street. And we're just like, all right, I guess we'll sit here and order French fries because you have to order food 
when it's on the menu, you know, when, when you order drinks and, uh, and then we, yeah, we had, they had this like ghetto fad, like drive through window set up where we just like walked up and just like, they put us, put beers in cups for us with lids on them because if they're, they have lids on them, then you can walk around with them. If they don't have lids with them, you, you can get arrested. You can get arrested, I guess. I, I have no fucking clue. And so we just like sat there, ate like four fries and then drank like two more beers mm-hmm. and then went into some, I don't even want to shout that shop out. It was pretty <laughs> fucking weird. We went into some like thrift shop and yeah. it was just, it was just a weird vibe. And then I had to pee so bad oh, yeah. and I couldn't fucking, I was like on the verge of it just going everywhere. And the, I asked that thrift store, which is another reason why I don't fuck with them. I go. <laughs> Can I use your bathroom? And they're like, we don't have public restroom. Okay, whatever. I get it. Then she goes, oh, don't worry. Go across the street. The firehouse will let you use their bathroom. Right there on the corner. Perfect. No problem. Walk up, sign. Bathroom's out of order. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Then I stop in another, like a T-Mobile. They wouldn't let me use the bathroom. I stop in this Mexican joint. He said that I had to buy something. I said, all right. I'll buy something. He's like, all right, well, tacos are $10. I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. I'm spending $10 on a fucking taco, you know? So then we walked up to a bar and the guy's like, yeah, dude, you just have to like buy a beer. And I was like, perfect. I'll take a beer and take a piss. And then we chugged those beers and then drove home and then went out to dinner. That's like the one nice thing about being a girl is like anywhere will let you, you know, go to the bathroom. But I would, I would challenge you on that. I don't think they would have let anyone. All those same stores, no one let me in. I walk, we walked into what, like five or six fucking places yeah. where I'm like, yo, man, like, I understand you don't want like everyone and their mother, you know, coming in here trying to take a piss, but like, it's me and my homie, and your fucking store is totally empty. Like, I'm not going to run outside being like, hey, everyone, you can pee in here. Like, I just need <laughs> to pee. And I even told him, I was like, I've been holding it for like four blocks. So can you like, just help me out. And they're like, nah, we don't have a public bathroom. I'm like, just let me use the fucking bathroom, dude. I just gonna take a piss, but whatever. Or over it. But we're happy to have Scott back. Yes. <laughs> Long story short. <laughs> Long story short. We didn't, we didn't get shot in Philly, and we're here. So. And then there was riots like later in the night. And yeah, yeah. We got out just what? in time, actually. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, it's Philly. So, like, is, could is be there, anything. Yeah, it could be anything. I got a text from uh, uh, in like a group chat with a bunch of my friends from home. And it's a screenshot of riots in Philly. And he goes, damn, Scott, calm down. <laughs> and he was like, he he wakes up and he was like, yo, so like, yes, there was like riots last night. And I was like, yeah, good thing we got out of there. <laughs> like, like just in time. So it was perfect. Yeah. But um, in reality, uh, a big reason why we wanted to record another one today is because I think Scott, yeah, it was you who said something yeah. yesterday that like, definitely resonated with Sarah and I and Scott. Yeah. So we wanted to talk more about that. And, um, what were we talking about? How did it come up again? And so the song. Yeah. So we were talking about like, uh, it was either if you could be a song or if what, whatever your favorite song was, I don't really remember the actual question. I think it was yeah. If you could be a song. Okay. What song would it be? And I said that it's hard for me to answer that because I don't really know myself. And that, and then we all just like looked Bob, at each other awkwardly in silence, Bobby's, like we just did right now. Like, oh fuck! Yeah. Bobby said he knew himself, and I said, no, you don't, because you wouldn't be anxious if you did. And then I went, whatever you fucking, what do you know, Sarah? <laughs> you know, fucking idiot. And, yeah, fucking idiot. And then I go home, and I'm like, fuck, man. Like, we need to like kind of dive into this and figure <laughs> out what the fuck is going on. So like, 
<clears throat> can you elaborate on that, Scott? Like, what what do you think? Like, why do you say that? Why do you feel like you don't know so, who you are? All right. Well, I mean, I think I have a couple of different ways to, to go about answering that. And it, honestly, it's it's a uh, two-parter. So if you – when I say I don't know myself, I mean, like, my book is still being written. So I think you don't really know yourself until you're in your, like, way late life and you've kind of experienced a bunch of shit and um, – in, in all facets, financially, relationships, um, owning a home, having it burned to the ground, building it again type shit, you know, mm-hmm. like that's where you get to really understand your character at 29 coming from super stable home life and, um, really only experiencing like a fraction of the horrible shit that the world has to offer. Unfortunately. Yeah. Like, or fortunately, I don't know. Um, you don't get tested the way that a lot of people have been tested. You don't understand your, your mental fortitude, your physical fortitude, the way that a lot of people do. I think I know myself in a lot of surfacey ways. Um, yeah. and then emotionally, as we've talked about, like I've started over the last couple of years to really understand that. Mm-hmm. But even that, like that doesn't knowing those things, I don't feel like defines who I am yet. So do you think other people can define you better than you define yourself? Uh, there's probably, there's probably three or four people in the world that know me better than I know myself. And I don't know that, that they would, that I would agree with what they have to say, but that doesn't mean it's not true. It doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah. Because someone else's perspective is easier to read. I was told that there's three versions of yourself. There's the version you see of yourself, the version your family sees, and then the version your friends see. And they're all different. No, I mean like I'm not like actually... I'm not like challenging you. I was just like curious, like if well, it's no, I someone. Well, re- no, I read I read it somewhere. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so no one told me, but yeah. I read it somewhere because it's so true. Like my family probably sees me slightly differently than my friends. I see myself probably differently based on like my actions and stuff than my friends see. You know, I feel like there are because I can't see myself from the view of how other people see me. Yeah, you know that makes sense. I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, so yeah. it said that there's three different views or versions of yourself. doesn't mean that any of them are true. It just means that yeah. how you come across. Now, I guess the same question goes to you, Sarah. Do, like, do you think you know who you are? Mm, I'd say that I have a a fairly good grasp on who I am I mean I'm definitely every day is a learning experience right so every day I'm learning more and more about myself but I feel like I know who I am now way better than I did like two years ago because I took that time to like find myself and whatnot and I'm also very in tune with my reactions to things I'm way more in tune with my mental illness and like recognizing it also you know my addiction and like everything else that I've gone through um so I feel like I know myself pretty well but I'll probably continue to learn about myself if that makes sense yeah I feel like you're always learning you know what I mean like no matter what it's constant growth you know what I mean and stuff but like you know Scott you had talked about the fact that you hadn't experienced like as much hardship as other people and stuff like that and I feel like that's why like yesterday when you guys were like you know, oh, I don't know myself. And I was like, fuck, I do, you know, because I have been through, you know, for someone like, like, I'll be honest, I'm a, I'm a white upper middle class suburban male, you know what I mean? Like, 
technically speaking, the fucking picture has been painted for me, you know, the way things are nowadays. And, and I still, even with that, like I've been through some shit, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've been to fucking prison. Um, I survived cancer. I've been tear gassed before I've gotten in fights. I've lost friends to drugs, to accidents, to health. Like I've lost so many family members. It's not even funny. You know, like I've been through like a lot of, I've lived in a different state. I, you know, I've been through some shit for a kid who really, you know, if, if you're going by statistics should live this like perfect life, you know what I mean? He should be totally fine and just go and gets a job and, you know, meets a girl and settles down and has a wife and kids (laughs) like, but like, no, like my life is kind of fucked in a weird way. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that I have a shitty life. I have, I have a great life, but like, I'm like, you know, technically speak or not technically speaking, but like, you know, the way you look at it, it shouldn't have been as I shouldn't have these challenges and whatnot. Even my dad said, in one of my last relationships, um, he was like, dude, you need to understand that like in the last, you know, 10 months, you guys have packed in like 10 years worth of like craziness shit from me getting sick and moving and blah, blah, blah. He's like, you, not many fucking couples do this. So like, it's kind of stressful. And I was like, yeah, he's right. So like, that's why I feel like I know myself pretty fucking well. Like I, I can, I feel like I could almost define myself. It would be really hard to kind of do on, off the cuff here on a fucking podcast, but I, I think I do a pretty good job. Okay, but are you happy with yourself? Yeah, I'm a bad motherfucker. Then why do you have so much anxiety all the time? <laughs> because I don't like not knowing something. That's where my anxiety comes from. I don't like, I'm fearful of the unknown. I feel like if you're so happy with yourself, then you should just be at peace with not knowing. Yeah, but I feel like that's a lot easier said than done. I don't know that because so I... so spiritual. I don't... <laughs> that was so spiritual. Mic I don't job. know what's going to happen in the future. Like I took... I've taken so many risks, for example, moving out here to do this podcast that I didn't know if anything was going to come about from it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like not knowing is excitement and also showing that, like, I trust myself, I'm comfortable with myself, and I'm happy with myself. I don't disagree. Uh, you know, I, and obviously you t- took a huge risk of doing this, you know, with us, but. Did you notice that like any of my any of my huge risks I'm not anxious about? It's all the little things. So maybe I don't know myself. I, like I, I get anxious over small things. I don't. I, I get anxious over things that don't fucking really like matter. Like what? Talking to a girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, like five minutes I, ago. <laughs> yeah. I think you just you uh, being a newer friend of yours, but knowing you a little bit, like you have a control aspect of like mm. you like to know what's going to happen and mm-hmm. you like to make sure that it's happening on your terms. Hmm. Fuck. Come on, Scott. <laughs> hit me in the fucking gut here. This is a Bobby <laughs> therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> on air. I thought, I thought I was on the spot earlier and now it's on you. That's but. fine. I just got really fucking hot by the way. <laughs> not like attractive hot. Like I'm sweating my balls off so, right now. <laughs> oh, so it's not my voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's the other people. <laughs> um, fuck. I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I guess that you're kind of probably right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like not knowing, but I'm okay with people not knowing things about me. You know what I mean? Like the flipping the script, right. again, essentially. Well, when you're explaining what you were just saying about um, all the stuff that you've been through and, and, you know, packing all that in in 10 months versus 10 years, like I'm the other side of that coin that you described. I'm the guy who didn't go through any of that stuff, who's also white, male, upper class, like, yeah, uh, or middle, upper class. I'm not rich. But, but like, I just, 
have been not necessarily handed things. I work my ass off, but as far as like life lessons, yeah, not so much. Like I got some grandparents that passed and like my friend had cancer. That's Bobby. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, so, hey guys. <laughs> you know, and, and not to say like the other people and the other tragedies and my, like, you know, my, my best friend's mom passed from cancer and that was super hard on us. But ultimately like. It wasn't directly it wasn't, you. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't directly me. It wasn't my mom as much as I did really care about her. But those kind of experiences, like I'm, I won't lie to you, like while she was going through that, I was not around much because I didn't want to handle it. Mm-hmm. And that is me avoiding almost what could have been a huge life lesson there. I don't think that it's – so I don't like thinking of myself as – okay, how do I say this? I don't want the things that have happened to me or that I've done to be who I am. Define you. Define me, yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, but like, why, though? Okay, so for example, like one of the reasons why I don't do NA or AA is because you say, oh, I'm Sarah, I'm an alcoholic, or I'm Sarah, and I'm an addict. I don't want that to be who I am. Yes, it's a part of my story. It's yeah. a chapter of my story, but it's not me. Yeah, it's not like you in this no, current No, just state. like... I'm bipolar, but that's, I, I have bipolar disorder, but that is not, that's me. not just like, Sarah. Yeah. yeah like, I, you know, just things like that. I don't know. I, yeah. Like Sarah, Sarah's more than just a girl who is bipolar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have passions. I like care about things. I enjoy doing certain things. And like, I feel like those are the things that more, so, I don't even, I don't know if like define me, but like that's more so what makes me who I am rather than the struggles I've overcome. I mean, you embrace the one thing I will condemn, condemn you on is that you, condemn? is it condemn? No, 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 that's, no, no. That's uh, bad. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Praise. Yeah. Praise you on, <laughs> is that you do kind of like embrace the shit that you've been through, you know, like, like no. you're, well, not to get like too rude, but like the shit that you put yourself through kind of, you know, oh, hundred I mean? percent. So but like, also I talk about things that have happened to me. Like, okay. At some point I'll probably talk about my rape, mm-hmm. but like things like that, like I also talk about in a light manner because I'm I don't want that to define who I am. Well, that's also like a hundred percent a coping mechanism. Okay, like, well, without a doubt, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm gonna call you out on that one. You know, like you're gonna you're gonna downplay it because you're that's that's your way of dealing with it, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I yeah. probably do it too for certain things, but I, you know, I still I don't I don't know. I'm still still struggling. I'm, maybe Scott needs to punch me in the gut some more about myself, but I'm still struggling to say that I don't know myself. I feel like I do. Well, you carry yourself with a ton of confidence, and and not which that. is funny because I I I I've been told that, but then I but I don't feel that way. No, you you, you, def- you definitely do, and and that's great. That's absolutely the way you should walk about life. And this is also not to say like I feel like the first half of this I just made myself look like a fucking loser, but <laughs> I don't know who well, I am. Welcome to the club. Haven't seen you. Privileged. The <laughs> no, <I'm> but. But, and I also do carry myself with an, a level of confidence, but you're just way more vocal about it. If, yeah, and, maybe that's it. And I, I think that's that's cool in a lot of ways, but I'm going to punch you again here. That's fine. Is it a veil? I was just going to say that. Is that like a cover-up? Yeah. Fuck. I just got hot again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Been hot the whole time, Bobby. Yeah. Take your time. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think at times, yeah, definitely. There's definitely times where like, because I never, I've never had an awkward situation. You know what I mean? Because I, I will always just like not talk my way out of it like I'm a con artist or something like that. But I'll never, I'll make a joke out of it. I'll fuck, you know what I mean? Like I'll figure a way out of like, you know, like you ever have, a, have you ever had an awkward date, Sarah? Like a first date and you're just like, mm, hmm, this yeah, is kind of weird. I'm like, all right, I got to go. Yeah, <laughs> just gets up and leaves in the middle of fucking dinner. Like, all right, see ya. But I mean, like, I yeah, have. there's a confidence there too. Yeah, there's a confidence there. But like, you know, me, like, I've never, I can't, I could talk to a fucking wall and have a for an hour and have a great conversation. You know what I mean? So like, I've never really had like an awkward interaction. So I feel like that's where, yes, it is a veil where it's like, all right, I'm feeling awkward, so I'm just gonna let this overconfidence, almost cockiness kind of overtake the fact that like there is an awkwardness there but i'm i'm trying to avoid it as much as possible i I think that there is a fine line and i could be totally wrong but i think that there is a fine line between true confidence and confidence as a defense mechanism to your insecurities oh that's mine (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's me 100 so hold on repeat that because i want to like analyze that a little bit more a fine line between true confidence in yourself and who you are Mm-hmm. And confidence being used as a defense mechanism to your insecurities. Are you saying that about me, or are you saying that no. just in general? No, I'm okay. saying that okay. in general. Yeah. I, I don't feel that way about you at all. But, okay, but in I mean, gen- if you did, general, I, I, that's fine too. You know, I'm just I'm just trying to think on so this. I'll, a little I'll bit. put myself out there. I use I use a confidence in a public setting as often often as a as a defense mechanism for my insecurities. That's, I mean, I do too, like on dates and stuff. That's why I tell people like, hey, these are all the things that I have going on that are not really going for me, but either take it or leave it, baby. Just So just to reiterate, it's her past drug addiction and, and her. <laughs> <laughs> just to reiterate that, guys, uh, just, just in case they didn't already know, they but know now. I think that I talk about it so much to like try to hide my insecurities about it and being rejected, but really... Like, because people say, oh, you're so confident, but am I? Or am I just so insecure that I'm covering it up, like acting like I'm the I'm confident shit. that everyone in this room needs therapy. <laughs> That's one thing I'm, I'm for sure. I don't do therapy. I just do meds. True. <laughs> so, okay. But I probably should. Yeah, you probably, if anyone in this basement <laughs> needs therapy, it's fucking Sarah. And there goes, there goes Scott cracking another beer. Gotta love it. Um. It's cool. I got one right here too. So we're gonna, well. Sarah's already had a shot of vodka and two truly. So she'll, <laughs> she'll be blacking out. Pretty you know what? Soon. It's been a long fucking life. It's gonna say day, but careful. Twenty twenty's been fucking insane. Right? Twenty twenty's been like past decade. No, I I think that's really interesting, and I feel like the only way we're ever gonna really know if we do use overconfidence as a defense mechanism is for someone to like call us out on it. Like do you ever do you know you're doing it? Like you know what I mean? Like uh not uh I mean being so self-aware to be like all right, I'm coming in hot cuz I, yeah. I don't want anybody to know that I'm He's actually like, scared out of my mind. Yeah, exactly. Um I hate to keep pushing it back on this cuz I feel like a lot of conversations I get into kind of fall back into relationships, but like that is where it rears its ugly head a lot. Um, like I don't have like a man to man confidence issue um, in terms of like being out in public and like you see a dude at a bar, he's being a dick. He's now being a dick to me. Like 
okay, I can stand up for that. I don't have to be like, I have no insecurities about that kind of stuff. You know how to be like alpha. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I honestly, I mean, I think I am alpha in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. Just but... based off your voice. <laughs> Sarah's alpha energy. Yeah, dude would come up and say some shit. Sarah and like, had to sit on a towel. Like, today, so. <laughs> yeah, some, some guy comes up and says some shit and I turn around and go, what the fuck did you say? Yeah. He's probably the... not going to hit me. Yeah. I'm also not a small man. So yeah. there it is. But, um, we can keep complimenting me if you want. <laughs> Dude, just keep going. Yeah. I'm but, loving so, this. So I get I get insecure in my relationships, and then I um, I make it worse by like trying to ignore what's happening or be confident that it's not happening or mm-hmm. that I'm not doing the things that I know are wrong for the relationship. Um, trust, um, listening. I mean, it took me. Thankfully, my last relationship taught me how to listen, and I well, can do that now. But what it, I say it all the time: What's the most important thing in a relationship? Communication, for sure. Number one. Yeah. Because without communication, you can't get love, you can't get trust, you can't have anything else. And then Just, you don't get laid. And then ultimately, it leads to you not getting Sorry. laid, <laughs> unless it's Sarah. Then maybe she'll jerk oh you off a little God. bit. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. Sarah will probably jerk you off a little bit. Like whatever. Jerk but, off a little bit. Yeah. It's like the running joke with you. It is. But no, I I agree. But I I don't know if I know anyone who's so self aware like that that they know that when they're doing this overconfidence. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to think of like if there was a time where I was doing that, and whether I know knew it then, I can look back now and be like, oh yeah, dude, you definitely were like trying to stroke your ego a little bit too much there, so you didn't feel weird. If I were to say any first date. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean because what is a first date it's a fucking it's an, it's an impression it's yeah. a pitch That's yeah it's, it's, it a fucking, it's a sales pitch yeah depending on how long it is whether it's a fucking you're going to you know grab coffee for 30 minutes or you go out for five hours you know like it, it's a five hour pitch or a 30 minute pitch like that's yeah. what it is for guys at least would you, know? you say that you're pretty much only kind of uh insecure when it comes to the other sex i know you said yes yeah. Are you asking me you? like yeah. if, if I'm insecure when like, it comes to same around, sex or other sex? Yeah, but around your same sex, you're confident. I feel like Scott would answer that question better than I would. Apparently he knows me better than I know myself. Um <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't really I'm not put it this way, I'm never intimidated by another male ever. Yeah. Like no I'm so confident in that aspect that like if some dude walks in, I'm never scared for anything about that the only time that i think i would lack yeah so to answer your question no it is never with the same sex it's it's only when the opposite sex is involved so like i will say that i will feel i will feel um some sort of or lack of confidence with the with the same sex if it's about someone of the opposite okay, sex. Okay, okay. Yep. Now I know yeah. what you're saying. You know what I mean? That, like if there's if there's a fucking hot girl and I'm out with like four or five of my guys and you know good-looking dudes or whatever, like there is a lack of con- you'd be lying to say that there isn't a lack of conf- you don't lack some level of confidence that like one all five of you are playing whose dick is bigger to try and get that girl. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's where your overcompensating confidence comes to play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah, this is a total huge uh like self-reflection for me right now that 100%. <laughs> what I'm happened? so opposite because I feel like I'm always 
more insecure around women. Like, even if it's just, like, hanging out, no guys around. Like, I feel like but I it's can always, talk to But a with dude, girls, I'm, I feel like it's always a competition. Everything is always a competition. But see, like, I feel like I'm not so much competing, but, like, my mindset's kind of different. But like, I feel like they're always like, oh, okay, how can I, like, bring this bitch down? And, like, how can I fuck her over? When I, like, I feel like I'm such a good friend. But maybe I just, you know. Maybe like, I just typing. suck. <laughs> maybe I suck. Yeah, but I, mean. I feel like every girl has, like, fucked me over. So that's why I go into, like, friendships or hanging out with girls just so, yeah, I guess with, like, a wall up. But, like, if I hang out with a guy, I feel like it's just. Well, you like chill. we talked about before, though, you go and hang out with a guy. He's actively trying to fuck you. Like, you know that, right? All right. Whatever. Fuck off. Do you, do you not agree? <laughs> not always. Okay. Like, if it's like my gay friend, no. I'd even question that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. probably doesn't. Uh, whatever. You know what? Fuck off. Just let me believe what I want to believe and live in La La Land. Yeah. I just, yeah. No. I mean, you do live in La La Land like <laughs> 89% of the time. But um, no, like, I, I don't lack confidence when it comes to the same sex unless some the opposite sex is introduced. That's the only time I feel like I'd be like, fuck man. Like, cause there definitely have been times where like I'm hitting on a chick or something like that. And some dude who's like, definitely like way better looking than I am better dressed fucking financially set. And I'm like, nah, I got Thanks fucking for saying that about me. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck man, I got nothing. You know what I mean? Like, what do I got? And then you start thinking about that. And then maybe that's where like the overconfidence might come in. But I still like, I don't know. I definitely still lack confidence in just like everyday life and stuff like that too. For sure. Yeah. But it's, I mean, you, you get nervous going up to girls at a bar. So. Yeah, dude, you fucking girls are scary. We've yeah, talked that, about this. That's pretty tough. I mean, legitimately it, it takes like the guys that just walk up and they're like, this have is no easy shame. for me. And they're just like, I'm going to shoot it. And it misses. Who gives a fuck? I'll turn around and shoot it at the next person. That's literally my roommate. I've seen him do it. He'll literally walk up to a, two chicks sitting at a bar together. He'd be like, hey, what's up? To, like, the fucking blonde on the left. And she'd be like, um, ew. He'd be like, all right, cool. And, like, turn to the brunette on the right. Be like, so what's up with you? <laughs> you know, like, he doesn't yeah. give a fuck. But, like. So why do you care if you, like, are kind of in tune with yourself and you are, like, happy with yourself? Why do you care what someone Fucking hate rejection. Bobby and I are emotional people. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, and, yeah. I, 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 I'm a pretty emotional person. Yeah. <laughs> and, like. Yeah, I'm. I, I I try. I've gotten better at like being able to dissect my emotions. I'm nowhere near to Scott's level. It's, I feel like Scott is like able to really sit down and just. Scott's like a guru. He is. Oh, he looks like one too. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> calm, calm, calm down. <laughs> calm down. All right. I don't know. I feel like I've gotten better with like m- my emotions. But now I guess I'm I'm getting even better today because Scott's totally fucking exposing me, which is fine. It uh, takes getting exposed though. So I I, I, do I like being challenged. I like yeah. being challenged. So yeah. I, I enjoy being challenged, but um this kind of work, it's easy to get lazy about it. <clears throat> um What and, do you mean? Like uh like uh like getting in tune with yourself and like recognizing your faults and fixing that or maybe not even fixing them, but just knowing like, okay, I know I have to navigate a conversation or a situation away from, away from exposing what I'm not good at mm-hmm. um, because I'll handle it inappropriately. And I, I, I do have to credit her for this. My ex-girlfriend taught me yeah. pretty much all of this over the last couple of years. Um, 
which I'm very thankful for in a lot of ways, but it was fucking brutal for a lot of it. Um, Your do you relationship? It, yeah. Or, okay. No, 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 not the relationship. The relationship wasn't brutal. It was just like having those conversations where she would specifically point to a part of my, a part of my, um, my actions or my reactions that was like, you're doing this because of this. Basically, and, your insecurities. Yeah, I mean, you poke a ton of holes in your in your bubble around your insecurities, and it starts to bleed. And you're like, I don't know how to fucking clean this up. And yeah. Somebody's there to go. Okay, this is how you do it. Why do you think that's challenging, though? Because nobody wants to look weak. Like, do you think so? There's this stigma: the fact that guys aren't allowed to be emotional and they're not allowed to feel yeah. this way. Um because it's unmanly i mean it's like been ingrained in you since you know we were kids you know like oh don't cry you know this that and the other thing blah blah yeah. blah like do you think that was part of your problem as not your problem but like your challenge you know <laughs> yeah, no, that's I, what made it challenging to to actually get to this point because i have my opinions on this i obviously wonder. so so i have a memory of being about six or seven years old at my friend's house um down the street from where my parents live and were neighborhood kids hanging out and uh they used to literally beat me up until i stopped crying and while they were doing it they would say like you can't cry because if you cry we're gonna get in trouble so if i like hurt myself while we were playing and i started crying then the parents come out and they're like what the fuck happened to scott and they're yelling at my sister and and the other two older kids like they were way older than me. I think the next closest person was my sister at two years, and then after that was six years, and then, like, eight years. Yeah. So these are, like, old old kids, and, like, I'm a seven-year-old busting my face open on the concrete, crying, and they're like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. you're going to get us in trouble. So I remember that vividly. Like, you're not going to cry. Mm-hmm. And I learned that. I didn't. And do, you, do you cry now? Yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah. Okay. You say you've never been through anything traumatizing, but that's fucking traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds pretty fucked up. You know what I mean? <gasps> it's not as bad as I made it sound, but like, uh, I mean, I think bu- I, feel- I think bullying to a degree, I think it oh, should be 100%. acceptable. That was bullying. I mean, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But, but guess what? Like, it kind of made me. I feel like it made me slightly harder, if nothing else. Like, absolutely. At least when I was a kid, you know that I remember those same group of kids were out in the front yard. Where uh, for some reason it was like a weird fight club death match between me and some kid that was five years older than me. He speared me. I went down and I started crying and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. And I turned around, got up, I hit him right in the fucking nose as hard as I possibly could. Hard as possible. Did he go down? He went down, started bleeding, and he fucking went home. Yes. And everybody like cheered and was like carrying me around the front yard. <laughs> I love and it. And I was like, I'm the baddest motherfucker in this neighborhood. <laughs> And so, like, and then a week later, the bigger kid kicked your ass. And <laughs> just like, you know, Damn but, it. So, like, that, that, like, back and forth of, like, man, I got bullied until I was tough enough to say, no, I'm not getting fucking bullied. Mm-hmm. And that, that helps. So now we're talking about bullying and not talking about what we wanted to. But, no, that's but fine. Like, but, like, tying that into being a man, those are kind of the things that you learn as a kid as a male kid that you have to be tough. You have to know how to fight. You have to be able to protect your woman. You got to be able to protect your property mm-hmm. and all of those things I have now, um, at 29 years old, I don't own my own home or anything, but I have this provider and protection complex about me. 
like if I can't provide for a woman on my own where she doesn't have a job, I don't feel like I'm doing it right. I'd rather she have a job and be able to contribute. I think that's awesome. I come from a two-income family. Mm-hmm. My parents made very good money for a long time, worked their asses off. Yeah. And I think that's a fine example, and that's really what I want. But I have this complex in my mind of if you, you can't do it on your own, then you're not doing enough. Yeah. And I think that's so negative. And I 100% agree. Like I said, I have my opinions on it as well, too, you know, as far as, like, guys – are pussies if they are in touch with their emotions or guys are pussies if they express themselves, you know, express their emotions or talk about their emotions, whatever. Um, Like, I think it took me a very long time because of that complex, you know, growing up, you got to be tough. And again, this isn't like a, like a shot at my parents' neck or anything. Like they were the ones who were doing it. It's not them. It's everybody. It's everything across the board. It's on fucking TV. It's on, you know, in school, it's everywhere else in sports and everything. And I think that it's such a fucking negative way to think because I would say for almost 27 years, I lived that fucking um, Tommy Toughnuts attitude. You know what I mean? That like, I'm a fucking badass and like, you know, you want something, try and come take it. And like, I didn't care. I was also bullied. I got the shit beat out of me like freshman year all every fucking day. I got the shit beat out of me, but I never opened my mouth. Until my mom literally actually forced it out of me. She was like, what the fuck is happening? And I was like, dude, I'm getting my ass kicked every single day. And, you know, because I was, it was ingrained to like not talk about the fact that I was getting my ass kicked. You know what I mean? And, and talk about these things, you know, no one ever did anything about it. My mom literally said like, listen, we're not going to tell anyone you're a fucking, you know, you're a man, you're, you can figure this out and you, you're dealing with it. If you need to talk to me, you can talk to me about it. And we, and we wound up talking about it and everything was fine. And I think I turned out okay, but it really did turn, take about like, I would say like 27 years, uh, you know, that for me to realize like, yo, it's okay to like be upset. It's okay to be emotional. And then it's been like really the last like two years of my life where I've been trying to like, get as good as you are Scott as at dissect, <laughs> dissecting them and really being like, okay, well when this situation arises, I'm doing this because of this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, and that's hard. That's fucking really hard to do. It takes work, but it's, you know, it'll benefit you in the long run. And, you know, I'm, like I said, when we started this, like I will let you know when the book's done being written at the end of my life, how it went for me. But I think at this point, um, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you are. (laughs) We're good. Yeah. So I, I agree. I mean, you know, and like we said before, you know, it's your story's constantly being written like the whole time, you know, but I just feel like, I don't know. Do you, I don't think that that whole manly mentality is ever like, do you think that's ever going to change? Like, do at Sarah, let me ask you, do you find it unattractive if a guy is, like, in touch with his emotions and, no. and can express them? I'd rather a guy that is okay crying than, like, feeling like they have to be tough all the time. And also, like, I feel like it's fine if a guy wants to be a stay-at-home dad and, like, things like that. I feel like it, there's no issue with, like, little things like that also. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's a pretty big thing if a guy's not going to – I mean, not just a guy – if either partner is not going to contribute to the household. Oh, That's 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like there's like this stigma that like, oh no, it's like a stay-at-home mom. We have to do it all. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. No, we should Whereas... normalize sugar mamas for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like, I feel you like... Fo- sugar mamas, follow me. 
There's literally <laughs> nothing wrong with like a stay at home dad. I mean, it's literally it's the same thing. It's just that we have, you know, you have a penis. I have a vagina. Like, that's all that's really different about us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm a little more fucking emotional. But like you in particular. Yes. <laughs> Fuck off. But like, I feel like things like that, that are, you know, gender roles, like why? And I'm not a feminist by any means. Like I've, there's a lot of things that I'm more, you know, whatever. Yeah. We won't get into that, but I don't know. I think like things like that and like the crying thing, it's just. Yeah. Because like me, I was, I I was always kind of like under the impression that you don't fucking cry in front of a girl or over a girl. Fuck that. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm, I still barely cry to begin with, you know, I don't really, I'm not because of all this shit over many, many years, I don't really cry, but I feel like it would be okay if I did. I, so, I don't well, know. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you remember the first time that it happened where you were like, I'm so sad about this check. I'm, I gotta let this go. I cried. I cried about a not about or over a girl but it was like because of a girl in college once but i was also shit-faced drunk so i don't know if it was like real or if it was just the fact that i was like ridiculously drunk and pretty much not coherent at all after that um was this crying in front of a girl or just crying. Oh, uh, this. Uh, when I did that, well, I was yeah. fucking shit face drunk. I cried in front of like a bunch of people. No, but in front of her. Oh, she was there. Okay. Yeah, she was there. Um, I don't really remember the night that much because I was fucked up. But yeah, and then the next, I don't think, I don't think I've cried over a girl since. Like actually cried. I feel like when or guys in front of a girl. When guys cry in front of me, it like ignites my soul. Maybe I'm toxic. But <laughs> what do you like, mean, like, ignites your soul? I don't know. Like, it makes me feel like, okay, like, you love me. I, oh, I, my God. That's I have a fucking <laughs> I, I have a specific example. Like, I mean, I have my first two, like, hardcore relationships were in my formative years. Like, one was in um, high school, which I don't think anybody counts that. But yeah. um, <clears throat> I dated a girl for a few years between, like, 19 and 21, 22. So okay. at that point, you're – it's more of like physically explorative and then emotionally very like, okay, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. What is life? Yeah. yeah. But this, so this most recent relationship that I was in was definitely hands down far and away the most serious that I was ever in. Mm-hmm. And, um, we split up for a little bit and when we got back together, uh, before we got back together, I should say, we agreed to meet and talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, what should have been maybe an hour of conversation and like brunch turned into an eight hour day. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, somewhere towards the end of that, um, I said something to her that really just snapped my fortitude and I just staring into her soul, just started crying about it and got, weirdly emotional at that Mm -hmm. point and didn't know why was that the first time you had cried i I would say in front of a girl or over a girl or at a girl with a girl i wouldn't say the first time that i cried over a girl but i would say that was the first time that it was so powerfully emotional that i did it to her face and it was just us it was one-on-one 
and I mean, to Sarah's point, she ran right over to me. <laughs> Damn. So I just got to fucking shed a little tear and that's what I'll get a text back well, then. I think people just like, I think women specifically, maybe I'm totally fucking wrong, but I think women specifically, like you're not going to cry in front of your boys. Maybe like, like I cry in front of you, Bobby. Like yeah. I know you wouldn't judge me. You'd have my not back. At all. But like when, when you let yourself go and you just let your emotions breathe, which is basically what it is. Yeah. Um, in front of a woman, she now understands that you're not putting on. What do you mean by putting on, like playing a game or something like that? Yeah, yeah, put, yeah. Uh, you yeah. Take your tough guy clothes off and just fucking tell me what's going on. That's interesting. Maybe then maybe Sarah's uh, idea of, uh, you know, when a guy cries in front of me, that you know she feels gets in her feels. <laughs> you know, maybe it's not as toxic as I thought. I mean, I. I'm not saying do it every day. Yeah, I'm not saying like <laughs> work was so fucking hard. Don't do it in like a manipulative manner. So they screwed my order up at Wendy's. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> could you imagine that? Oh Sarah would be like, "I'm gonna fucking put a bullet in my head. I don't yeah. want this at all." No. But yeah, I I don't. I just that I would. I'm gonna. I would struggle to ever come to that. Like some serious shit would have to go down for me to fucking. You know what I mean? Like, I, dude, I got fucking diagnosed with cancer, and I did not cry in front of my girlfriend. I didn't even cry once in the whole thing. But yeah. I, I, so, like, what? I mean, geez, how much more powerful can it get? I mean, it's just we're just different dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and and that's okay. But um, I, there are parts of me that I wish were more like parts of you, mm-hmm. um, and, and then vice versa as yeah. well, too. And and I think that that's okay. But that's also where you and I get to have a conversation and recognize those things and then exchange those things. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's definitely an interesting concept. I because I still, I, it, oh my god, I can't even think about like what it would take for me to cry in front of a girl. Or cry about a girl. Maybe you've never been that in love. Mm. I'm going to go fuck myself now. <laughs> Damn it. Now, I feel like there's illusions of love. Are we going off on this? Because We can. Because there's illusions of love when you're in the moment. But then once you actually meet someone that you're in love with, you're like, that was not love at all. So I've always said that there's a difference between loving someone and being in love with someone. Mm-hmm. And so like, like, I love you, Scott. I love you, Sarah. That's you know what I mean. That's normal. But like, I'm not in love with either of you. You know yeah, what I that's mean? Fucked up. That's what you think. That's fucked I'm just up. Kidding. I don't think that's fucked up. What's I just not don't to love, to dude? <laughs> I don't want you to try and fuck me later. You know. I'm just kidding. On that note, um, <laughs> Bobby cracks one open. <laughs> uh, gonna get a little tipsy for Scott. Sorry, dog. I didn't mean to. I keep calling you out on your own show. No, that's fine. I like it. I like I said, I like to be challenged. I think that's like uh, Scott opens another beer. <laughs> now Scott getting another beer here, and now all of us are drinking, and it's uh, not even five o'clock. So that's good. It's twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, drink, drink whatever the fuck you want. It's like that. It's like that meme where it's like it's twenty twenty. We don't need to wait till five o'clock. Yeah. Why well, feel when you can drink? Anyways, so uh, gosh, that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you never answered his question. Have you ever been in love? For real, though. Uh, yeah, I think I have. How I would, many times? I, I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident that I've been in love. Um, how many times? Two that I can think of. Two times, I think. 
one I didn't know, which I had talked about before, actually, I think during the breakup episode, I like, I was in love and like, you know, 10 years later, I'm like, ah, fuck. I, I didn't know. The one who got away. Yeah. The one who got away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would say two, two times Scott. He's like 18. He's like, I fell in love earlier this morning. <laughs> saw some girl at the gym. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I've been in, in real love twice. Twice. Um, but that's such a huge matter of perspective, I think, in a way that like that first love being in, like I said before, in those formative years, like you're 19 years old. Do you really understand it? Maybe you don't understand it, but you sure as hell think you feel it. So yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Do you even really know what love is supposed to be at 19 to, you know, whatever, you know? Yeah. And I, and I don't, I don't mean like you talk to your parents or, you know, an, an older married couple and they're like, well, love is really fucking hard and you mm-hmm. kind of hate each other, but you, you deal with it. You had kids and you make sure they're good. Like, I don't know about all that. But, yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, the second time being much more serious, much more like, no, this is fucking serious. Like, this is it. Do you rem- do you remember, like, that moment where you were like, whoa? I do, actually. Yeah. Sarah? So, sorry, I had to look this up. Um, because I've, I've seen it on Facebook and whatnot. Um, it's that you fall in love with three, three times in your life. So the first love is the love that looks right. Um, it's when... It's like what your family would want from for you, or it's the idealistic love, the one that seems like the fairy tales we read as children. Then your second love is the hard love, so one that teaches you life lessons and that um, can be kind of toxic, but you really love them. And then your third love is the one that lasts, and it might not be like a romantic love, but it's just one where you feel comfortable with the person and confident with them, and like you can be your 100% true self. I could agree I, with that, but like without the romantic part of it, like what the fuck are we doing? Well, I think it means more so just like it's like you can be friends as well as like the sexual and like that's your best friend too. You know, you're like you're confident, like not so, just love, but like your other half. So I think what she's saying is is not just romantically, what she actually means not just lust. Like you're not just attracted right. to them, you yeah. know, outside of that. Well, I got to work on that. So. <laughs> I got to work on that. <laughs> that's actually i fucking hate when like you read something especially like if it's off of facebook or something like that especially when i say it to you (laughs) and then especially when sarah says something to me but um i definitely hate when you read something off of like facebook or social media and it like speaks to you because it's like fuck i'm like looking back and like the two times that i can think you know of that i was like all right i'm in love is 100 percent the first two you know whatever and i'm like oh this is, you know, what your family thinks. This is the right thing to do and blah, blah, blah. And then the second one is, like, totally fucking toxic. And you're, like, but you're addicted to, to it somehow because you're, like, in love. And then, like, here I am, like, on that third one waiting. Here I am. Text me back. <laughs> <laughs> text me back. Text me back. I love you. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah. And it's, like, it's like fuck, dude. Like, I, I don't. I'm not saying that I agree with the you fall in love three times and only three times or whatever. I'm just saying that, of course, whatever meme you had just read to us at that time, <laughs> definitely. Um, you probably fall in love a bunch of times, but the varying levels of, you know, of love or the degrees there can change. But the the three loves that you just read off makes sense to me. Um, I just think that 
that second tier. There's a reason for the second tier, and maybe it's because I'm in it, but I don't like. You, I don't find it easy to walk away from because I think you could probably manufacture the third tier from the second tier if huh. both people wanted to work on it. I was about to say, Bobby, fuck you. Bob, Scott and I are on number two, but <laughs> now I'm like, fuck, dude. Can we? I mean, I can't fix number two, but can we? change up number two to become number three i'll tell you this my number two will fucking never be my number three (laughs) hey that fucking ship has sailed you know um i don't agree i don't think the toxic i think once it's it. i mean again every relationship everything is different but ah man dude there's I'm just trying to like, I can only relate it to myself because you can only speak from your own experience. And I just think like, if I tried to do, if I tried to make that work, it would never fucking work. And it would never make me happy because you'll, I'll always be questioning in the back of my mind with anyone I've had toxic relationships with. Like, are you being loyal? Are you being honest? Are you being faithful? And Like, are you treating me as I'm treating you? And I feel like that is what makes it toxic as well. Like, besides their actions, but, like, also what comes about from those actions. Like, I don't think I could turn back from that and, like, just forgive and forget. Like, I can forgive, but forgetting, that's, like, a whole nother ball game. Yeah. I don't. I can't agree. I like to party. (laughs) (laughs) I like to party. Scott's like, I don't wear pants. uh, No, I'm being facetious but like i uh i I get it yeah what what bobby's saying is probably the right way to go about it you have to recognize that and you go no we're we're done this is you know ship uh, sailed yeah this boxing match is over and i'm tired of getting my face face feet kicked in (laughs) my face (laughs) face kicked in (laughs) my fucking foot kicked in it hurts like shit (laughs) so but i like i am gonna try to tie it back to where we started off on this because i kind of called you out and then Bobby, yeah. And then Fuck me, right? we started kind of in on the old "Are you in love or not?" or "Have you been in love or not?" But with that second love, did you cry to her face? Mm, I've cried in front of her, but it wasn't about her. Okay, that's still. I mean, that's still in the ballpark that for me i think again that's still like where highly intoxicated okay well you're drunk yeah. there's always a fucking <laughs> he's like okay well you're a drunk <laughs> like no nah, highly intoxicated. no i just mean you're a drunk crier like i yeah i'm a drunk too you fucking kidding me <laughs> <laughs> opens up another one <laughs> i just reach for it but <laughs> the uh yeah i was i was drunk as fuck it wasn't about her but i was drunk as fuck um did i i'm trying to think if i did like about her or not if i did let's say not even in front of her like in your room just after you broke up and after she hurt you definitely after the last time we broke up definitely not i got a record you need to listen to oh (laughs) (laughs) i definitely didn't cry after the last time we broke up um no, because like every time we broke up i was so fucking pissed off that like it was anger that'll do it yeah which were which really pushed back um, the feelings of needing to cry or wanting to cry. No, because I angry cry. 
But I'm also a girl, so never mind. So I'll it's just go like irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I know some dudes that angry cry. Um, I do sometimes. Because like emotionally, yeah. you just that is the reaction. So I actually I happy cry a lot for dumb fucking reasons. You show me a video of some member of the armed forces coming home and oh dude and fuck and i can't do it dog jumps up on okay, but that's like, oh like, my god like yeah. i get it it's heartstrings for everybody but for me like this is the dumbest story ever i was out on a date with a, with someone this is years ago and drew Brees like broke the single season touchdown record now i don't give a flying fuck about football but he they like stopped the game there's confetti going, and he grabbed his son from the front row, and he's, like, holding his son on the sidelines. I'd like, have lost it. Like, Done. looking around, like, he's so proud, and he's so happy, and he's, like, sharing this moment with his kid. I'm on the, we're at the fucking dinner table out at a restaurant, and I'm looking up at the TV like, keep it together, Scott. Keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, bro. Like, wh- why am I doing that? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know Drew Brees. I don't give a shit about the Saints. Like, <laughs> But it was just an emotional moment of, like, I'm – Maybe that's what empathy is. I don't know. I struggle with empathy, but like, it's an emotional moment. Hold on. Like... <laughs> Let's go back to that. You think you struggle with empathy? I, I, de- I, yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. I feel like. I, I don't do. think I believe that one bit. No? If no. If you're in touch with your emotions, I feel like you're definitely an empathetic person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To tie this whole episode back together, <laughs> um, which is fine. I don't give a fuck. But yeah, there's no way you're not empathetic. I don't think I feel it in the extreme way. I think I've got hints of it, but like who who challenged who, who? Let me ask you this: Who, if it's a, if it's a person or if it's yourself, challenges you to say that you're not empathetic? Oh is my, it yourself no, or my, is it somebody else? Myself for sure. I mean, if you, if well, you you're spend, wrong. Yourself you, is wrong. Okay. I well, think at least I, you're self-aware. That means you are an empath. Damn. You know, if like, you're questioning that yourself and you're that self-aware, then you definitely are. Okay. Because a narcissist a or something or a sociopath or anything like that or even... So anything that Sarah is. <laughs> <laughs> would not even... Fuck you. <laughs> um, so anything that's of that realm, like they're not going to even start to recognize or come to terms with or anything or even think about like empathy. Yeah, they're just going to so, move. They're just going to move on. Yeah. There's whatever or whatever. Move exactly. on or just continue with their fucking day. The fact that you can look yourself in the mirror and say like, "No, I'm the one who's the hardest on myself about being empathetic." Is empathy in itself. Yeah. Yeah, but I've always felt more on the narcissistic side. I like to make things about me. Give me an ex- give me an example. Um my relationship experience like I have made situations um try not to give like super specific examples but okay yeah you don't have to um but i have definitely reacted to things in ways that only benefit me but i feel like that okay that's natural that's not narcissist narcissistic yes i feel like that is just human Hmm. you know like i feel like a narcissist won't even care about what they think even after the fact, I feel like you are definitely an emotional person and you like take into consideration why people do what they do. But a narcissist literally just sees what's right in front of them. I feel like they don't even are. They're not even in tune with their own emotions. Hmm. Yeah. So that's definitely not you. Sweet. So, <laughs> so again, I don't know myself. <laughs> as, as, as the, to, back to the very beginning. I thought of I was a episode. psycho this whole time. Yeah, yeah. the very beginning of this episode. I don't know myself. Yeah, I. 
Scott, I, I think I struggle with that. I don't I don't think I don't think you're non empathetic. If anything, I think you're more empathetic than I am. Thanks, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. I love how Sarah's like, yeah, hundred percent. I've known you for like twenty four hours. Um, <laughs> but, but Bobby's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 but fuck Bobby and uh, whatever. But um, yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't get on that. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't think. I, I don't agree. Which is fine. You you can disagree with me too. I don't know that I disagree with you. I just think that uh, like I'm not educated in the way of the mind as well as I think I am. Um, I mean, well, maybe you just really don't know yourself if you think you're a narcissist, <laughs> and maybe me in the last no, 24 no, no. hours of knowing you knows you better than you. So I, I don't, I don't think, I don't claim to be like a narcissist <laughs> at all. I just, am, I'm self-serving in a lot of ways, while being incredibly selfless in a lot of ways. I've worked in the service industry forever, and I get that from that. But I think part of that, when you've been in the service industry for so long and you've spent your entire life helping other people and doing things for other people and cleaning up after other people, it's like, when is it my turn? Mm. And you probably carry that into your relationships. But I think that's, I think like what Sarah said, I think that's human though. That's just being human because I'm, I like to consider myself one of the most selfless people on the planet. You know, I I don't, that's a little narcissistic. (laughs) uh, That's a little narcissistic, but like in reality, like I don't care. Like I, I will, whether it's for a best friend or or some random stranger, I'll jump in front of a bullet because I, I don't fucking care about, I care about other people more than I care about myself. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know if my parents taught me that or if I learned that on my own, I have no idea, but that's just always kind of been who I am. And even though that's been who I am, you know, I still, when I go into relationships and stuff like that, like, there's still like a level of expectation that I have because I know I'm self, uh, you know, so selfless. And I, I mean, is that narcissistic to like be selfless and then, but expect like that same level in return, like out of whether it's a significant other or like friendships or relationships? No, I, I well, I don't know what you would categorize that as, but I actually feel exactly the same way. Like if I go above and beyond to take care of you, I expect I that hope, in return. Yeah, I would hope that you would go above and beyond to take care of me. I feel like that'd be fucking weird if I were to go above and beyond and not expect the same in return and be like, oh, no, treat me like shit, dude. Like, it's fine. But it's not it's not just treating you like shit. It's just not getting the same level of friendship or, um, uh, you know, selflessness back from that person. But then it's like, OK, well, if I'm not expecting the same back or if like, I, yeah, if I'm not expecting the same back, then do I have self-respect and self-love? Because I should, yeah, because I should expect that back then. I know what I deserve. It's a really good point. And I think like what Scott says is like you have that thought and that carries into your relationships and you have these expectations of other people and they fucking either never seem to obviously, you know, us being single, you know, or whatever. (laughs) They, you know, don't carry through with that expectation. Well, we could, I mean, this kind of plays into a topic we could spend a whole another hour on, which is being in love with the idea versus the reality. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And your idea is that that person is going to give you what you are giving them, you know, a 50, 50 effort on the, to make a hundred percent out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Super rare that that's going to happen. And when that does happen, you better go to a jewelry store. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> We're hitting sales. We're hitting sales. <laughs> The, uh, <laughs> can you even get nice rings at sales? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm sure you can that. get nice rings at sales, but I'm more of like a local, this dude's been my mm-hmm. family jeweler for years kind of guy. Oh, my friend, she got a ring from sales. That was really expensive, and it broke twice. 
There you go. Fuck I don't Hills. know anything so about So that's rings. your answer. They're never going to sponsor you guys. <laughs> well, yeah, tell us that gonna, one out They're the going to sue us. <laughs> yeah, fuck us, right? But no, I like I said, is that like a, you know, I wonder if there is someone out there who thinks that there is a level of like narcissism to think that like you have that same expectation back from someone else because I'm sure there's people out there who are so utterly selfless that they don't fucking, like I don't fucking care, but. Yes, like, you who, do. Uh, no, I'm saying. Let me finish. I'm saying like I don't fucking care, but I care to like a certain level that I get that back. You know what I mean? But you know, I don't care more than most people, is what I'm saying. But I'm sure there's someone out there, and there are many people out there who like straight up will be the most selfless people on the planet all the time and get walked all over. Get walked all over and have no care that sitting right here, <laughs> guys. You don't even talk about me. I'm sitting right here. I don't I'm think genuinely so. though. Yeah. I, I do that a lot. I mean, yeah, but do you like it though? You don't enjoy it. No, I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I'm saying there's people out there not saying that they enjoy it, but they just are like okay with it. And, and, I, and I don't, it. I don't want to make that specific. I don't make any of this actually. This this small topic here, I don't want to make any of this specific to a relationship. Like your parents can do this to you. Like you guys have already had an episode on this, but like your boss, my fucking boss, does this to me. Like it's it's relevant in a lot of different facets. Mm-hmm. And if you're not so selfless that you stand up for yourself, which does not make you narcissistic to say like, no, I fucking deserve better. And this is what I want, which I think Sarah was what you were just saying. Like, then you don't get walked on. Mm-hmm. But when you don't stand up for yourself in those ways and you start to get walked on and then you get down on yourself and you're like, why do I always have to fucking put in all the effort and nobody's, nobody's helping me out. Yeah. You know, it, it creates this mental block for you that like, I guess I just don't deserve that. Yeah. And being self-aware of like knowing what you deserve and stuff like that. I mean, that's again, like you said, a topic that we can, another topic that we can fucking go (laughs) off on, you know, and whatnot. But, you know, I feel like I know what I deserve. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm sure Scott knows what he deserves. Yeah, <laughs> but no. But n- does knowing what you deserve mean that you know yourself? Oh my God, there goes Scott again. Or does even knowing what you deserve equal? That's like a like fraction of it. Of it, you know what I mean? Right. But just because you know what you deserve doesn't mean that you'll have self-respect. Yeah, because applying it is totally different than just knowing it. Correct. You know I mean, you could read a fucking textbook all day, but going out and applying it is totally different. Like, I'll put myself out there for a second. Like, I know what I deserve, but I also, like, I'll allow myself to continue to be in shitty situations with men. Why? Because the... You're very fuck. basic. <laughs> You're very basic in the sense that you want to fix, you want to fix people. Hundred percent, and I'll say that. Mm-hmm. You want to fix people? That, that's your biggest. I want to see the before and after accomplishment because I know. See, this is why, because and I've said this to him because I know what I've been through and like the fact that I, you know, my parents kicked me out and they said go, you know, fuck yourself, whatever. And I've had like other things that I've gone through that I haven't talked about yet and. I see that and I'm like, dude, like if I can get through it, then you can too. And if kids are dying like in Africa from malaria and like all this bullshit, then like we are blessed and like we should like embrace that and, you know, move forward. I agree. And so like I see people like 
him or like some of my exes and I'm like you have so much potential like can you see it in yourself like I see it because you know I didn't see it in myself and there's people who are like holding on for me so then I'm like okay well should I be there with them through this shit and you know it's like this fucking battlefield of the mind yeah and it all ties back into does anyone in this fucking room know themselves because I can tell you right now I went into this like dude I I know myself I got this and then Scott fucking uppercutted me like six times and I'm like fuck dude like I gotta stop hanging out with Scott so much even when we're on our deathbed we won't fully know ourselves I don't think we'll ever 100% know who we are but I think that's the beauty of life is that we're always learning and always growing and always asking questions curiosity all of that stuff like that's what makes life so amazing and magnificent Cheers. magnificent magnificent <laughs> Mag- sorry i'm a little drunk now <laughs> <laughs> and there's sarah's spiritual plug for yeah. this episode yeah i had one episode where i was like so like oh, she said we're all something. just rainbows and butterflies <laughs> yeah she said something i remember just being like that is fucking ridiculous but i think I think we should end it here because I think we can leave it a little open-ended for these people to think like, like, do you know yourself? And I'm curious to hear from, from people. Like I would love a DM of someone explaining and some of the DMS that we've gotten, which I, again, keep forgetting on my fucking nightstand, um, emails and whatnot that, I mean, some, I have like three of them that are like fucking novels. I, there's no, I'm going to have to like read and memorize the story to condense them to tell on the, on the podcast here. But I would love to see if anyone can write in as well as some of these, if they actually know themselves. I'm curious. I challenge you, you know. Before we go, because we've been saying we're going to do this, I want us, all three of us to say three things that we're grateful for and three things that we love about ourselves. So. Can I go last? Yeah, it's fine. I'll go first. So I'm grateful for um, the chilly breeze outside. I'm grateful for the smell of wet dog, and I'm grateful for. Um, Can I ask about that one? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like nice and clean. I don't know. Whatever. Just like let me keep going. And then I'm grateful for my psychiatric meds. Um, I love about myself the fact that I am bold and outspoken. I love that. I am caring and I love that I am sarcastic. Okay. You stole my weather one. <laughs> it's hot as fuck in Florida. I'm sick of it. And then I come up here, it's like 50 degrees. Feels great. So huh? sick. Yeah. So sick. Go ahead. Um, I'm taking that one. Sorry. I'm grateful for the weather today. <laughs> it actually was really nice today, too. Um, I'm grateful for my friends in this room and the oh. opportunity to do this. Oh, love you. And I am grateful for everything that life has uh thrown at me and i'm still here kicking Mm. which as we determined earlier wasn't much but (laughs) (laughs) uh what i love about myself i am uh i i love it's so superficial but i do love my tattoos i'm pretty happy with those i love it and yeah why not um i love that my my uh, emotional state has been so well respected by Bobby and it seems to be in good shape. Um, and I love my voice. 
We all love your voice. <laughs> Sarah's squirming in her chair like, yeah, I know. Me too. So I'm secretly touching myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's, she's not. We can see your hands. It's fine. <laughs> hand check. Hand check. Put your hands up. All right. So three things I'm grateful for. I mean, I feel like a layup for me is is my family and, and friends, and especially the two people in this room. Um, not so much Sarah, but <laughs> no, I had to say that. But definitely um, family and friends. I wouldn't be who I am and where I am today without them. Um, another thing that I'm grateful for I'm at, or no, that would be something I love about myself. Um, another thing that I'm grateful for, um, having a job. I think that's fucking huge, especially in today's current climate. Another thing I'm grateful for would be Scott coming up to visit. I think that's fucking killer. I'm still, I'm still pretty pumped about that. Um, you know, first one from Florida to come up and visit me from the crew that I met down there. Um, three things I love about myself. One, I am very happy. I have a nicely shaped head because I am bald. And if I didn't have a nicely shaped head, it would be fucking kind of weird. Right. Um, another thing that I love about myself is that I'm constantly becoming more like Scott and getting in touch with my emotions. I'm proud that I've, I've gotten to this point where I'm at now. Another thing that I'm happy about myself or that I love about myself is, um, my confidence or lack there of confidence or not lack there, uh, my confidence or my portrayal of confidence of whether it's a, you know, a facade facade or not, but at least I have it because some people don't, (laughs) (laughs) some people have, or some people don't have it. So I'm, I'm happy for that. And Uh, on that note, on that note, we will see you um, next week. Well, we don't see you guys ever. We, we, you'll hear us, unfortunately. I don't want to hear us. But um, we will chat with you guys next week. Um, another, We're going to have some more interesting content coming. We're going to have more guests on and whatnot. So make sure you go out, follow our um, Instagram. It's at Irregular Podcast. And then feel free to follow my personal, which is at YoBob, which is E-Y-O-O-O underscore B-O-B. And then if you do have any questions, stories, whatever, please email us at irregularpodcast1, the number one, at gmail.com. My Instagram is at Sarah J-B, S-A-R-A-H-J-A-I-B-E-E. And also make sure to join our Facebook group, which is literally just our name. And you can drop your handle, too. <laughs> yeah. Scott, plug yourself again, guys. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, at Pirate Jesus on Instagram. Um, Jesus spelled J-E-E-Z-U-S with an underscore at the end. Um, that's it. That's all I can plug for myself. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Well, we appreciate you coming up here and, like, being a part of two episodes. We That was awesome. Yeah, so. it was sick for you guys to allow me to do it. I know uh, I'm irregular in the sense that i'm not famous and have no <laughs> no reason being on a podcast but uh that's why we're all here isn't it so. absolutely right. yeah we can't thank you enough and i yeah. don't think we expected to have two episodes out of you and we no. got no, we could not. probably get more which uh we can look forward to in the future i'll call in sometime i'll call in <laughs> we should have a phone we should have a phone and have people right. calling on that note guys have a good one we'll see you next thursday love you bye peace